Hey folks, welcome in to Pro Football Ireland on this Monday morning football. Uh, Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined with my man, the best guy on the east coast of North America. You, you can sense how tired I am by saying that, Connor Mangan. It's me and Connor tonight. Michaela's in her lab after London. Um, Connor, how are you doing? You good, man? Doing great, yeah, yeah. You've had uh, you've had quite a day, so I'm here. Um, great day in the NFL, but even a better day for uh, for NFL Mick. Is that right? NFL Mick sounds like a t-shirt idea. Um, the thing is, like, look, it, it it's it's great to chat you first off, and I got a warm welcome to people uh, listening to this on the Monday morning, Connor. Um, yeah, like a, a lot of us were over in London, but there was so much stuff that went on in the league and while we'll probably not get into all of it on this podcast we'll look at a lot more of it probably with Jeff Reinbold on Monday night I guess first off did you get a chance to watch London because I I know you were talking a little toy story off camera a second ago I think I think I might have watched more of the toy story footage than the actual game footage (laughs) Um, but yeah it was a I mean it was a great game I think the NFL are so smart by doing these kind of expansion games uh in in amongst europe um and what a way to do it to introduce toy story of all things like they're a marketing machine the nfl so it was very very cool sort of surprised by the result i'm not sure if you were i certainly was um and a lot of people have faith in in the, mr lawrence and he looked pretty pretty good um and uh yeah the falcons didn't look as good as i thought they did um i thought london looked very good uh, the city and the player, Drake London, played great for the Falcons. But I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with them because I thought they should have done a little bit better. He was a bit unlucky as well. He missed one one touchdown. His other foot just couldn't get down. But um, it was a good win for the Jags. A surprising win. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting how poor Desmond Ritter was in person, especially in the first half. And it really impacted on the game because mm-hmm. for people that watch the game, like watch the whole game, Bijan had a hundred odd yards on the day. A few breakaways, but not massive breakaways. But man, he looked so good. So time will tell what that Falcons team is. Obviously, just a big thanks to everyone we met on Sunday. It's great crack, and hopefully we'll get you to a, a local game soon, Connor. Um, look, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like was there anything? Like, there's so much we can talk about here. Was there anything from the Sunday slate? That stands out to you because there's a few elements to me, but because we haven't talked about this, so I'd love to know. No, is there yeah. So this out? there's there's there there is things that are standing out to me. There's a kind of the usual script writers have been at work again. It's we you know we see one thing from one team one week, you know, and then direct opposite the next week. Um, like I, I I don't even know how to do like like how are you supposed to predict these things? How are you supposed to put some parallel bets together? How are you supposed to do whatever? Like the Titans looked like a great team again, and um, like the Bengals kind of continued to struggle. But my God, not against the Titans! I wasn't expecting that. Titans beat the Bengals twenty-seven-three. Then um, the Ravens and Browns again. I kind of have a few examples. These Ravens last week looked like that kind of classic Ravens team where they're not doing great. Maybe Lamar is kind of a, being a bit too much, and they're they're just not clicking. But then they go and they blow out the Browns. And I just thought the Browns were actually really getting into the swing of things after a horrific Nick Chubb injury. They think Jerome Ford is playing well. Um, I thought Watson was playing well. Not a lot of people doubt him. But again, like Ravens beat the Browns 28-3 as well. 
there's the Jaguars and Falcons, which we just discussed. Jaguars beat the Falcons 23-7. Um, there's those sort of flips that I just wasn't expecting. And then I guess the thing which I would uh, love to talk to you about is Broncos and Bears, the two worst teams in the NFL. I put on like quite a game. It was it was it was quite funny. I mean, did you watch the game? Did you get a chance to review it? So I've got so basically for me, I've seen a good bit of the late games, and I use the radio for the early games slash yeah part of the late games, and I've seen the first eighty minutes of red zone, and then used the radio in the airport. So I was li- literally sitting with an AirPod going around Heathrow Airport. But I do want to say one thing. And it's something we haven't even brought up. I feel like we need to talk about this briefly as it's one of the biggest teams in the country, right? Yeah. Patriots. Now, the Patriots bench Mac Jones. Yes, they're getting hammered. Yes, the game's out of sight. But for Bill Belichick to have the biggest deficit, 25 points, whatever, in his career at the half, ever. And for Mac Jones to have a situation where... He is benched. Um, I know. Just a really, 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 you know, poor performance. And it's like, you know, like he didn't even look that bothered when he was took off. And it, it, it makes you feel like, you know, what the hell's going on in New England? It's like, what exactly? Like two interceptions. Was that more of a Mac Jones problem or is it more of a New England problem? I don't know. Like Mac Jones, yeah. So he's two interceptions, 150 yards. He's 12 for 21. So not like I mean two interceptions are obviously bad. Six as well. Like this, this, the stats are kind of like, Meh. but if you watch him play, he he just he wasn't he wasn't flowing. Now there is uh, so people know like there's four minutes left in the fourth quarter right now. Cowboys are up thirty eight three, and actually the Patriots Patriots just missed a big field goal fifty two yarder wide right. Um, so yeah, nothing is clicking for them. I don't know. Like I've never been a massive believer in Mac Jones. Like he in college, he was that guy. You're like, how is this guy going to be a professional football player? Just his body shape and the way he acts, and he kind of has a cigar in him out. He looks like a parody of Joe Burrow. I always thought, like he just kind of didn't look like that guy. And we're at a point now where you know we're only four games in, and as you said, he's getting benched. Like and not like a late bench, not like oh well, look, let's just take Mac off. He's he's having his best night. Let's just leave it. It was like On- third quarter. And Bill wasn't like for people wondering, Bill when when he was stuck off, Belichick was raging like raging. Mm-hmm. And it makes for me, for me, Connor, it's like, you know, this is a Patriots team that have been so good on the defense through the first three weeks. Yes, it's like a dam and the water's gonna flow, but you cannot go to Dallas and at the time of recording at the end of the fourth quarter. You cannot put three points up. And that is not me being anti-New England. The reality is, if you've got an efficient defense there, you need to have a quarterback. Why didn't they get someone last year, the year before? It doesn't make any sense. What the hell? Well, I thought they always, I thought they had faith in Mac Jones. That's what I thought. That's what I thought the stories coming out of the Patriots are that, like, we're, um, he's got a lot of natural ability, quote unquote. If you're not watching the video, he's not natural ability. And we like him. We like his mindset. We like what he's going to do. He's going to be a good player for us. But yeah, it's you're looking at it now, and 
four games in and he's benched and their defense is really good like really really good like they pushed a lot of teams but right now they're they've conceded 38 points against cowboys like it's, it's mental i don't even look don't even look all that competitive to be honest like only scoring three so i mean there's something around defense the offense problem is probably mac um and Belichick is actually showing his emotions. So yeah, there's something going on in New England. The Salem sisters are out. They put, a, they put a spell on the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't yeah, like. Well, I just look, don't 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 fancy the Patriots this year. They're they're looking like they're all over the place. They're looking like an absolute mess. They're they're reminding me now like more and more of like the Broncos, just kind of like. They had certain plans and certain things to go their way, and nothing is going their way, and it doesn't look like they know what they're doing there. Now, Broncos won today, but they scraped a win. Like, they they scraped it the, up the sidewalk. I don't know how they came away with that win. So, yeah, it's... um There's so many rabbit holes to go down here. I mean, like, that, that Broncos game, it feels like a not like a disservice to people listening that, we're, that we would end up talking about what's now a 0-4 team in the Bears and the 1-3 team in the Broncos. The funny thing is, Connor, you know, on paper, Russell Wilson, 21-28, 200 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. Broncos come back from a huge deficit. They were, what, um, over 20 points down against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, real quick. First, yeah, first quarter seven zero Denver. End of the second quarter twenty one seven to the Bears. Third quarter twenty eight seven to the Bears, and then they came back. So that's what to talk about. And like the fact is, like for Bears fans, like real quick, we're gonna stay in this forever. But Justin Fields actually looked like Justin Fields for a good chunk of that game, and it was absolutely amazing. And then unfortunately, he just. He couldn't get it done. And that's where some of the Broncos stuff, I think, kind of paid off because maybe Russell Wilson had a bit more experience. Justin Fields, obviously, and kind of knew a bit more how to win. And then Broncos traded for Will Lutz to have a great kicker. And he ended up winning the game. He had a 51-yarder. And there was three guys, I'd say, within an inch and a half of touching that football. They were unbelievably close to blocking it. Did not matter. He absolutely nutted it down the pipes. So you're kicker one new game so maybe this jump starts to broncos but looking at justin fields afterwards his face just but i'm like if we're, if we're looking at comparisons with him and mac jones like i will i'll put my house on justin fields before mac jones i think because of just if you look at mac jones you said he kind of looked kind of nonchalant a bit kind of like you know shrug of the shoulders when he was benched by new england patriots in the third quarter of the national football league the absolute joke of me justin fields literally looked like he's going to cry at the end now, obviously, thirty-one twenty-eight, absolute heartbreaker. But you know what I'm saying. I think you're bang on. I think, firstly, like Justin Fields, he had a great day. But if you look at how Justin Fields has played and how this Bears team have played through the first few weeks, all I'm seeing on, on my social media tonight is well, the Broncos need to fire Vance Joseph as, as the DC immediately. The defense cannot give up. 28 points against the Chicago Bears team that was 0-3 and god awful going into the week 4 yeah. of the season I was watching the game in a taxi and 
when we were getting to the start of the third quarter, Connor, I, I, I was lost for words. Like, I mean, you know, yes, it could be Fields playing well, but you know, do you feel like the defense melted a wee bit for them and, and allowed them to get there? And that's, and like, if that's the case, that's unacceptable, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like they, they did. Maybe they got a bit happy with their 28 7. You know, you, I've, I've been on a football field before when we're up like that and you do kind of get a, a little bit complacent. You kind of feel like you're a little bit, um, unbeatable just just in those moments so i wonder whether they might have felt that way a little bit um i'm not too sure i mean i wasn't there but football is that exact game where like it's really never over until it's over unless you're new england patriots playing dallas cowboys and you're down 38 three and you bench mac jones but other than that situation it's never really over and i think that might have crept in uh, a little bit against them today and there is 40 seconds left in that game so it does look like it's going to end up um 38-3, so... Um... Well, well, I can confirm that I am slightly ahead of you on the non-streaming front, and it's it's over, and Bill Belichick has come up with a big graphic, 35-point loss, largest in the 29-year career, 29 year career as a head coach, and I don't think it would be right to have a side conversation about this on a podcast. Yeah. Like this today, but I feel we're coming to the end of that. I I do. I, you know, you cannot not like it. Like eventually, you know, there there, there will be a past in the guard here, and that maybe could, that that could be something to talk about during the week on a separate podcast. We'll see. I mean, I'd I'd love to talk about Joe Burrow if you have time. Like like just because you were talking around the Bengals, a real shock this evening, Connor. Like Derek Henry had. A hell of a game for the Titans. Yeah. 122 yards rushing, a passing touchdown. It was like the Titans team of old, efficient from Tannehill, getting the job done and really seeing a mix of different guys on the wide receiver core. But let's let's get to the real story here. Like we've had this conversation a few times now, either on this podcast or on the podcast on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning for the week preview. Joe Burrow's not fit. He hasn't been fit. They gambled and put him on on Monday Night Football against the Rams. He is not fit to play at the minute. Why do you keep putting him in this position at the minute? Is it him? Is it Zach Taylor? And he's been god-awful. There's a whole excuse of he's not fit. He has not performed so far this season since being paid. Surely, you know, you know you, you've played football and, and you play football. If you're not fit, Connor, there's I'm presuming and I'm sure there's always an element of, well, I feel like I can go. But surely at some point, when you're such a key player as a quarterback, you have to say, look, lads, I hold my hands up here. I, I need a rest. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I agree. There is there is those times and every athlete kinda kinda knows it. Like when you're able to get by, you're able to get by. Now Joe Burrow is a very like physical quarterback. I think like nearly everyone would agree with that. He likes to run. He likes to kind of feel comfortable. He likes to stay in his toes. Um he's capable of kind of sitting in the pocket or rolling out and kinda keeping a play alive for a while. He doesn't look like he can kind of do any of that comfortably and I wonder if that's kind of affecting him as a player. So maybe is a lot of the great stuff we see from Joe Burrow, is it his running where he kind of gets more comfortable into a game. Like, 
like in particular, like me, when I was like, you go out and you, uh, I make my first two or three kicks in a game. The, the rest of the game just feels so much easier because I'm, I'm off to a start. So if Joe's arm isn't going and he's not really getting those passes right, you know, in previously he would be able to like rush a little bit. Oh, I'll just get past this guy. I'll run. I'll get seven yards. I'll get a first down. And he feels then more engaged in the game, more active in the game. Um, and then all of a sudden, like the ball's flying out of his hand and he's making accurate passes. Um, or even like his expected passes is up. I'm not even sure what his expected passes stat is, but he just seems kind of really off the ball. Um, and it's just really surprising to see everyone thought the Bengals were going to be great again, even if Joe had a bit of an injury. But yeah, we're, we're four weeks in and has been injured the last six weeks, you know, or seven weeks. And is it ever going to heal if he heal if he just keeps on going the way he's going? Um, I love Joe Burrow and I hope he doesn't like, I, I have this weird feeling he's going to become like Carson Wentz or something. It's just going to like, he has that injury oh, that he gets a shake and kind of plays a little bit and then kind of just doesn't work out and comes back. So he ends up like taking the second half of the season off and then he comes back next year and, you know, doesn't look as great. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Bengals maybe make a switch a quarterback and get Andy Dalton back in for some reason. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's me just guessing, but um Something is definitely wrong, Mick, and I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he doesn't look right. You've definitely triggered at least six Bengals fans in Arma.com in a good way. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry, Bengals fans. No, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. I look, I agree. You, at the end of the day, I've said it, I've said it before, I'll say it again before we move on. They now have two games before a bye, and then they've got two huge games after that bye. They need to make a decision this week. Either you ply on or you shut him down. And if you shut him down and you get to the end of the month and you're bringing him back in and they're one and whatever, do you look at just packing the season then? Now, I know that sounds wrong to say that, but if you're oh, that far off, that. That, that could be the question. We're definitely triggering Bengals fans this evening or this morning. I look, like, I, like, look for, for me, the Bengals are a good team, right? But you can see Fair. so much frustration. But on paper, they're a good team. They're one and three now. So yeah, if you get to one and five, I mean, I don't think season's over when, especially when they're playing, you know, eighteen games instead. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I can have faith that they're going to come back. I just, I really don't know. I like, I I'm, I'm guessing, and I don't think anyone really knows. And this there's probably stuff we're not being told, um, which is totally normal. But it just seems like they're in the middle of like indecision right now. On Joe Burrow, oh yeah, we'll we'll play him, but clearly there's something wrong. Um, so yeah, maybe you maybe have a review now that you're one and three, and you just got like, you know, you got smashed by the Titans, who we were saying last week like Titans really don't look that good, and they didn't, but they look great tonight. Like Tannehill looked great, Henry looked great, as you said, they're using um, all the other receivers, um, and they just looked sharp. Um, yeah, Hopkins and Moore and and everyone. So sharp game by them. They really turn back the clock tonight. For for people listening to the Bengals conversation, we'll talk about the Steelers Texans Monday night whenever I am on with Jeff because there's a real, real deep dive needed there. One one yeah. game that I really enjoyed listening to in the radio, Connor, on the way home was it was on Talksport in the UK, was the Niners Cardinals game. Now, on, on paper, the game was 35-16. But at one point, Arizona sort of crawled their way back in a bit. But 
for me, like, look, the Niners are lethal. There, there's no other way in saying it. Christian McCaffrey had um, three touchdowns on the day. Like, he, I was just going to say, Christian McCaffrey is lethal by himself. <laughs> Combined to the 49ers. Four touchdowns. Three receiving. It's like three, three rushing, one receiving. Never mind, like, Purdy. Some, some of the passes Purdy had were class. But for me, like, you know, people are people were quite down in the Cardinals. They obviously have won a couple of games. They, they, they've won a game. And they have changed expectations. Josh Dobbs, I know you're a TikTok guy. Josh Dobbs is obviously very active on social media. He's a yeah. very easy guy to root for. But he is he is changing the expectation of this Cardinals team. Now, look, I am not sitting here on a Monday morning podcast saying they're going to go to the playoffs. But that was an enjoyable game to watch. They got them at one point in the third quarter. And you're thinking, my God. If they can just stop them, they've got a chance. But the reality is, this Niners team are for real. They will be there towards the end of the season. But a really enjoyable game. I'm not sure if you got much of it just in the last one. Yeah, they're good. They're they're going right to the end. I I I. There's nothing I don't like about them. Their D line is absolutely unreal. Nick Bosa. If you talk about like guys getting paid and them falling asleep, he's not one of them. If like Joe Burrow is the dramatic example on one end, like Nick Bosa is the dramatic example on the other end. Um, Joe gets paid, obviously not playing well. Perhaps this all because of the injury. Nick Bosa gets paid, and he's playing like even better. Um, you know, him and TJ Watt are just doing unbelievable stuff in the league. I feel it's just it's 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 class to watch. I really really enjoyed the game, and yeah, Arizona. I was surprised because at the beginning or the end of the second quarter, kind of beginning of the third quarter, I thought San Francisco was going to kind of storm ahead, and that was going to be it. And they really came charging back. Like I, I do like I really like Dobbs, and I think they've got um, like Marquise Brown is excellent, um, and they just they they definitely have something there. Like Dobbs, a lot better than I thought. And I'm just looking at their kind of previous games here because you did say one and three, and I was like, no, surely they're not one and three because we're talking about them every week and they're looking really sharp. But he has like. The Commanders, they lost 2016. Well, I think the Commanders kind of taken a lot of people by surprise. They lost 2016, quite a close game. The Giants, remember, somehow beat them on September 17th, 31-28, to everyone's surprise. That was a bit of a shocker. Then the Cardinals beat the Cowboys of all teams. Cowboys absolutely, um, you know, just took the Patriots for a ride downtown, 38-3. So Cardinals beat the Cowboys 28-16. Um and then 49ers, 35-16, they lose. So just very surprising um, that that was a score, but the game was way closer than that. The issues are you have McCaffrey, you have Debo Samuel, you have Purdy, who is just being like, he's getting elite. even better as well. And yeah, he is. He, he's elite and he's playing, with, he's playing with no pressure. He's on a very cheap contract, so they can afford to pay all these other guys a lot more money and kind of bolster their team. They're creating a great team they have created a great team what i'm saying creating they have created a great team i'm kind of all behind them here now like and i i kind of feel anyone who's playing arizona i think it's a it's it, it's a trap game they're one and three on paper they lost 35 16 on paper but that is not the case so if anyone is going in to to put their money uh against the cardinals i'd be afraid they're a trap team trap trap speaking of trap teams Love actually a, a trap game and we, we don't really talk about them enough, but the Buffalo Bills, 
the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you 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 have literally guessed the last topic in this podcast. So just before we talk about this, I'll say to people, look, there was so much happening Sunday. We like I'd like to sit down and watch a lot more tape on Monday. Myself and Jeff will go through, like for example, that Eagles win against the, the that, that Eagles win against the Commanders on Sunday. There were so many good games. I got Rams win against the Colts, the Chargers game against the Raiders, the Ravens putting the marker down, albeit against the Deshaun Watless. Deshaun Watless? Deshaun Watson the Browns. So a Freudian Watson's... slip. But Well, I would just say, I would just say, can we just just to sum them up before we kind of getting into it? I think the Colts are a lot better than we thought they are. They're definitely the real deal. Andy Richardson is class. He looks really, really good. He looks sharp. Um, he looked as good as I think he thought he would look. The Rams just have a great team. So they won that one. Very, very close game. 23, uh, 23 at the end. The Rams win in overtime. Um, then you look at the Vikings and Panthers. I think the Panthers are probably the worst team in it. I know we're saying like the Titans. Panthers were really, really struggling. Vikings finally win a game. They went 20, 21-13. I don't know if they looked amazing. The Buccaneers, Tampa, definitely the real deal. I am all about them. Baker Mayfield, I know if Michaela was here, we'd be talking about Baker Mayfield for about 10 minutes straight. He does look really good. He seems to have found his fit somewhat. And like Godwin and all those guys are playing amazing like you kind of thought they would. Um, so they look like the real deal. A little bit surprised because of the Saints. Um, Eagles and the Commanders. I think the Commanders proved that they're the real deal. Um, they have surprised people this season. They pushed the Eagles so far, and I think a lot of people would kind of uh, pick the Eagles kind of as one of their Super Bowl teams, you know, Eagles and, and 49ers maybe. Again, they won it by a field goal. Jake Elliott, one of the best kickers in the league, absolutely smashed it at the end, so good for him. Uh, I think the Chargers are trying to prove that a real deal. We still don't know because the Raiders looked like they were all over the place, and the Chargers did absolutely everything they could to try and lose that game, but I think they did win it. The Texans, um, CJ Stroud looking uh, beautiful. Same with uh, Nico Collins. I actually really like the Texans. Surprise, it was 30-6 to against Steelers. Steelers didn't look all that great. Uh, 49ers are the real deal. They're the best team in the NFL. I don't care who you are. They, they certainly are. And I think we've touched on everyone else. So before we go into the Bills, just very, very briefly, the Packers, Mr. Daniel Whelan, you know, a tough game against the Lions. Little Whelan. <laughs> he had a tough game against the uh, against the Lions. Packers couldn't get it done. Um, you know, Jordan Love still finding his feet a little bit, but Detroit looked good. But Daniel had a great game. He had five points. Mr. Whelan, the man from Wicklow, uh, averaging 51.8 yards. Very, very good. Um, and actually, his net would have been even higher than that. A couple of his gunners basically hit the returners, but returns kind of slipped out of it and got an extra 10 yards. Um, but Daniel is looking really good. It's a great holding. His punting is getting better and better every game, more and more comfortable. So, well done, Daniel. Keep it up. Um, we all love you. We all love you indeed, my man. I have to say, I love I love that. You know, For a lot of this wrecked, I love that summary. That was sensational. Well done. I see. Thank Dan you. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to rip through it because I know we're, we're on here, right? And we're trying to talk about, you know, whatever, like 13, 14 games. You can't get into everyone in depth. But I just wanted to kind of sum it up for people, what we're thinking, what we're looking at. Some teams are showing the real deal. Some teams are trying. and Some teams are just a little bit crap, like the Panthers. Well, thank you for doing that. Let's end, let, let's end on a team that are the real deal. No, maybe the 70-point last week Dolphins are the real deal. But my God, man, on Sunday, the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills, didn't just mm-hmm. put a marker down. Nay, they put one hell of a marker down. I 
don't want to be the guy to say it. I feel like they're going to go to London and destroy the Jaguars next week. Like they look, the offense looks so good on Sunday. Yeah, they really did. Um, like Stefan Diggs looked as good as he's ever looked. Um, just so so sharp. He's just amazing. He had six receptions, 120 yards, uh, three touchdowns, average 20 yards per reception mm. per receiver. It's just it's 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 lovely to look at. Like if you're an offensive coordinator or even the head coach, you're just like, oh god, this is just. It's still no run game, Connor. No, no, run not. Game. Not not much run game, you know. To, like the Bills are kind of known for that, but maybe they're kind of like, well, do you know what? Like Josh, Josh can rush when when we need to rush. He's there as a big threat. He's a big, big boogle um, from the middle of nowhere in California. He can run. He can get it done. Um, they've got weapons like Diggs, um, you know, Gabe Davis, James Cook, uh, Kincaid, even there, kind of getting some yards. Like Davis had sixty one yards, three receptions. Uh, James Cook had a forty eight yard reception. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, had four receptions for 27 yards. Latavius Murray, two receptions, 24 yards. Like they're getting a lot of guys the ball, and these guys are are making the best of it. They're making their catches and they're making yards. Um, and from a team that just absolutely, uh, like, well, they scored you know 70 points last week, almost like an NFL record. To see them kind of go out here, kind of it was like you know, hey, welcome to welcome to the big boys league. You know, we you know uh, you had fun. Uh, with your little Denver Broncos, but these are bulls, baby. These are real meat. These are our bills are saying not bulls. This is the real deal. And I think they showed them that like 4820 is absolutely amazing. Um I think it's more Buffalo being amazing than Miami maybe not being great, but that was just my opinion about it. I don't know about you, Mick. I guess look the Bills looks fantastic on the offense, but the, the reality is the Bills' defense is legit, and that sort of goes into the conversation about Miami. You know, are you concerned about the lack of? I want to say lack. There aren't too many. To, like you know, look, scoring twenty points away from home is never easy for any team. But I feel like the seventy point thing last week put the expectation up for this team. I I, I picked the Bills to win the game, but I was surprised that. A couple of things. How ineffective outside of Devon Shane the run game was. I mean, Raheem Mostert nearly shared the same amount of carries as Devon. But bar that, like, I, like Tua had a quiet enough game in the sense 25-35, one interception, one touchdown. You feel yeah. like, like they could have just had that next level and it, it just didn't happen. But that Bills defense just looks legit. And they're still to bring back Von Miller. Like that's the scary thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. I think their defense is amazing. As well, I mean, I, maybe it's just their offense completely clicked and in, in rhythm with them today, especially with Diggs. But yeah, they're they're showing that you know um, great teams need to be great on all three sides of the ball, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, and the Bills are kind of showing that they're they're excellent in defense. They didn't allow such an offensive machine like Miami is, like kind of showing off, like, hey, we scored 70 points, like, look at us, we're top dogs. And some kind of commentator saying, oh, don't go out that hard, it's a long season, maybe you shouldn't be, you know, doing all this and that. Maybe the Bills kind of showed them, you know, um, we can stop you and we're, and we're ready to play. Um, and then, yeah, they're, they're good in all parts of it, like Tyler Bass, great kicker, Sam Martin's great punter. They're just, they're, yeah, if you're looking at, like, the best teams in the NFL, I don't know if you kind of, I don't want to touch it too much, I want to get off the game. But Bills look 
amazing. San Francisco look amazing. Um, they just look, yeah, they, they look like kind of like two best teams. I still think San Francisco are the best team in it, but they look great. Cowboys side their bleep, their uh, blip last week. Cowboys look great. Um, so yeah, there's some teams there that really kind of got the things together and they're, they're really looking at leash. Bills being kind of right up there. Obviously, I'm in Toronto, so a lot of Bills fans here. We're right next to Buffalo, so um, people are kind of really excited about them. And they're the same colors as uh, the baseball team, the Blue Jays. So people are kind of getting quite excited about them. Time will tell what happens with Buffalo. I'm I'm really intrigued to see how they play in London after Jacksonville being there for a week and getting a win. Like the lads were pumped today. Like so, let's see what happens. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, man, thank you. Like that, that was that was a good crack getting back into it after it was a very very busy day. And I I know we're going to go into more detail on the Sunday as well. On the Sunday, wow. On the Monday it's night Sunday. podcast as well. Um, I promise you, I should be more awake next week. I'm flying back from flying back to Belfast next week, so I should be more awake. But I hope people on the podcast enjoyed the podcast. If you have any opinions, you have any thoughts, reach out to us, NFL Ireland. Have you any final thoughts, Connor? Um, no final thoughts in particular. Just thought it was another another great week, like shifting storylines all the time. Um, like as we said, like we're talking about the Titans being crap. Now they're now they're looking really really good. It's like Tannehill plays well once and we're good. We're talking about the Cowboys not looking as good as they thought they were because um, they lost um, their defensive guy in training with that ACL injury or MCL. Um, his name's slipped out of my head. And Parsons went down as well today. So I was thinking, oh my God, their defense is gone. But they look class. So we just have shifting storylines all the time. The the worst three teams in it are the Bears, the Broncos, and Panthers. Um, but everyone else seems to be kind of... And the, the best two teams in it then, I guess, are San Francisco and the Bills. Everyone else is shifting around. So, you know, the script writers are doing their thing. They're keeping people interested. So I can't wait for uh, the games next week already. Just seeing time we're recording Taylor Swift popping in the metal life that's my cue to go and leave us so connor thank you so much for doing this i appreciate it. i know it's it's different whenever michaela's on here as well and it's it's a it's a more busier podcast so thank you very much man and like look you're speaking to so many people in the last week that are saying how much they enjoy the monday content so thank you as always i will chat to you next week folks we will be back monday night we'll chat to you then see you mick get some sleep